Hello, and welcome to episode 90 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. I cannot believe I just said 90. That is 10 episodes away from 100. I'm going to be in the triple digit soon. Where did the time go? Time flies when you're podcasting, I suppose. So this uh, is Thursday, so it means it's another listener series episode. And I'm so excited to uh, talk to my next guest, Allison from Manitoba, Canada. Uh, Me and her have been going back and forth over email for a few months trying to figure out a good day to chat. So finally we did. I'm so glad because she has a very unique story. I don't feel like I've really shared too many episodes about this topic. Um, The one that really just comes to mind is when I interviewed my younger sister, Sarah, about her experience um, having just been uh, graduated from university and kind of we talked about kind of the student life and all that kind of stuff. And so Allison is in her last year of university. She has one more semester to go and then she's done her degree. So proud of her. That's so awesome. But not just that, she has been able to do this uh, with a very minimal amount of debt and she is completely financially independent. So uh, even though she does have a little bit of, uh, you know, student loans to help her out, she works like crazy. She is very financially savvy and frugal and she's doing it all by herself. And uh, we're going to talk all about, you know, how she's able to do this uh, and uh, all that good stuff uh, right now. Thank you, Allison, for joining me on the show. I'm so glad uh, we finally set a date. I know there's some back and forth, mostly me being like, oh, wait, oh, wait, sorry. (laughs) So I'm so glad that we're chatting finally. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Um, I know I was feeling really bad because I was like in the middle of exams and like, oh, for sure. I've got a few jobs and school and stuff. So yeah, it was totally (laughs) good. Yeah, we're both busy. <laughs> both busy people. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like you mentioned, so you're uh, a student, you've got exams and all that stuff. You're in your last year as I know it, but I would love to, uh, you know, we'll kind of go into where you are now because you've, you know, accomplished, I think, something that a lot of students cannot, which is basically being financially independent, um, not drowning in debt and setting yourself up for, you know, kind of an easier ride once you graduate and kind of start your new uh, life um, working. So, but I would love to know, were you, at what point did you kind of um, really start thinking about your money and your personal finances and what even uh, like drew you to go to uh, university and what are you studying? Okay. Well, I mean, like I grew up in a household where my parents talked about money, but it was often more of a like scary thing. Like it was a lot of like, you've got to pay your debt always. Yeah. (laughs) That was what I grew up with, which is actually not a bad way to grow up. But Mm -hmm. um, I, my parents are from a smaller town and there is a university there, but not the program I'm in, which is a bachelor of health sciences. So Mm -hmm. I moved away at 18 to come to school And uh, there was a little bit of an RESP there that first year. Mm -hmm. So that was fine. And I kind of just like flailed around and was like, I don't know. I don't need to worry about this until Mm -hmm. whenever next year. So your your RESP, um, it it covered you for your first year, but then you had to figure out another situation for the rest of your degree? Yeah, exactly. And I'd kind of just been in the boat of like, like a lot of people I know and like people my age, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'll just get loans and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be from the government, so it's not really that bad, and then I'll worry about it later. 
Yeah. And <laughs> that was way more comforting, you know, than like, Oh, of course. But- and it's like everyone else is doing it. So you don't, it doesn't seem like you're taking a loan from the bank, which seems a bit foreign. It's like student loans. Everyone's got those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like friendly and like, okay, you're doing it for a good reason because you're yeah. going to school. So um, yeah, that was my situation. And so I did apply for student loans in my second year. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually, I'd have to say that's almost where it started for me because um, at the school I go to, if you have a certain amount of student loans, there are student jobs on campus that they'll open mm-hmm. to you. Oh, nice. Like help you pay for school. So you're taking out less. Yeah. So that's great. I, yeah, no, it's so great. And that's one of those things, like I'm always like raving to people, like there's so many things for students if you mm-hmm. look for it, but it's not always, look for it. like advertised or open, you know, like it's kind of something yeah. you have to dig around to find. And did you have to dig around for that? Like, where did you find that? Information? Oh my God, it was such a fluke. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I um, had been looking for a job and I'm like, I've worked before and I'm bilingual and I've always been somebody mm-hmm. who like worked one, usually like two jobs just because mm-hmm. I liked having money and I was not having any luck and I was so blown away because I was like, what am I doing wrong? This is freaking me out. So I went into the career services office and I like explained it and I was a little frantic and they were like, oh, well actually like do you have a student loan? And I was like, I do. And uh, they were like, well, actually, we have this student position. Would you be interested in working for us? And I was like, yes, literally anything. Just (laughs) give me a job. So I started there. And that was like my first experience with work study. And Mm -hmm. it was like very part time and very casual, but it was on campus. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And it like helped me learn a lot about everything else that was going on on campus. And then that summer, I finished and I I had decided I was going to stay in the city that year. I wasn't going to move home because I found it kind of like, mm-hmm. in, I don't know, I just found it difficult to like move home and then have to move back four months later yeah. and whatever. So I was looking for a summer job and somebody from career services was like, oh, well, there's something similar at this other organization in the city. You should apply. And mm-hmm. so I did and I got that job. And that was sort of a game changer because it was a lot more money for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like, I maybe could save up enough over the summer to pay for tuition. Mm -hmm. And I should add, like, I'm like, I'm from a province that has really cheap school. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know that this option would exist other places. Like, actually, in Toronto this weekend, and I was like, talking to um, my boyfriend and his friends who live there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? Like you guys say what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it does definitely help that I go to a very like cheap school and like the cost of living in my city is mm-hmm. low. Um, mm-hmm. but about that time mm-hmm. too, I'd inherited a little bit of money from my grandma's estate cause she passed away. And I was like, I can't waste mm-hmm. this. I need to like figure out what the absolute best thing I could do with mm-hmm. this is to like be a responsible human Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't even remember how I think I stumbled across Mr. Money Mustache and like the Globe and Mail or something yeah I was like Mm -hmm. curious and I started like I devoured like every single post of his in like a period (laughs) of two months and I was like wow there's this other way like it's there's an option there uh, like a direction I could move in that I like that isn't just like be my parents or not there's anything Mm -hmm. with that but like okay, you don't need to like be panicked all the time that you're never yeah. going to have enough money for all of these things that you're supposed to want to do. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that summer I like 
got my life together, I was like pretty vigilant about like negotiating my phone bill and like moving to mm-hmm. a cheaper place for rent. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I managed that year on my own completely. Nice. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was such a like, kept me going much more than like, it was a really motivating thing just to be able to mm-hmm. do it on my own. Cause yeah, I don't know anyone else that's in my boat mm-hmm. right now. Um, a lot of my friends here live with their parents, which is way more mm-hmm. normal if you're going to school mm-hmm. or um, they just have a lot more debt. So yeah. Yeah. And then this year I did take out some, some loans, but just for tuition, not for living expenses. And my situation has kind of changed. I took on a few more like contracts and odd jobs that I think I'm probably actually going to start making payments on my loan right now before I've graduated. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like often when I'm bored in class, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, how how can I throw a little bit more at this? Because I don't like the idea of it. Oh, absolutely. The work, like I was the exact same way. I didn't have. Like I was able to, I I had the luxury of living at my parents, not having to pay rent. But when I was in school, I always worked and saved up and, but I did have to get a loan my last year. But once I graduated, it just irked me so bad. It was only $5,000 I owed, but it just drove me crazy that, you know, if I prolonged this loan payment thing, they could be taking thousands of dollars from me through interest. And I knew this just because I guess I was just very much more aware of it and but my you know lots of my friends they had no idea that they had to pay interest on their loans and so <laughs> i made it like my goal to get it paid down um before another year went by and i did but it wasn't easy you know and i'm sure you know you're kind of in the same boat because you're still in school you're also working and then you know trying to pay off this loan while you're still doing that i mean that's that's very inspirational <laughs> i'm sure cuz i think a lot of people just don't think it's possible but it it can be sometimes you just have to try a couple different avenues totally yeah and like I live in a really car dependent city and so I've Mm -hmm. been I don't know pretty adamant like no I'm not getting a car I know how much of a money suck that would be and I can't oh for sure I just I can't do this whole like loan repayment thing with that but on the other hand like this past spring I did uh save up some money to go abroad to like Israel and Egypt for a few weeks Mm -hmm. so like I'm willing to like splurge on something and like maybe put off the loan a little bit but not Mm -hmm. not a lot of other things that I know other people are totally into which is fine yeah no absolutely so I'm I'm curious do you have um because you're still you still have one semester left or yeah this is my last one Oh, that's exciting. Ah, so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the hardest because you're like, I just want to be done. <laughs> I know, yeah. And I'm in this one like capstone course right now. And my prof is like, you know, when you guys go to grad school, I'm nope. like, not, not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nope, I'm done for a little bit. Yeah, I remember my profs talking about grad school a lot. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm done with school for a bit. I just want to live my life now. Um, but I'm so curious, you know, what are your plans, I guess, for your debt repayment? Like, do you kind of have a plan of attack? I guess it kind of depends on what your, you know, income situation is after school. But like, do you have a date? And, you know, what are your kind of goals for uh, to get debt free? Totally. I'm like so type A. I've got, (laughs) I like, like by the end of this year, I want it gone. Mm -hmm. So I should mention like I'm in a province too, where this, the provincial portion of my student loan is actually interest-free. It's just a portion that 
has interest. And of course, like the federal portion makes up more than the provincial portion, but again, kind of a benefit relative to some other situations. Mm-hmm. So um, I, through some like weird fluke, student loans gave me way more money than I needed this year. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, and it's just, it's all, it's all done through this like arbitrary calculation. Mm-hmm. And so I got all this extra money and I was like, hmm, okay, well, I don't need this. This like freaks me out that it's here. Mm-hmm. And I just stuck it in my savings account. So it's collecting interest. For that's nice. And that's probably something most people don't do. They're like, oh, free money. I guess I'll just spend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, all of that is going directly back to the loan right away. Um, I plan on using all of my tax return. And again, the province I live Mm -hmm. in gives you like a 60% tuition rebate if you stay. So Mm -hmm. I'm like estimating that that'll be about $5,000, which will take Mm -hmm. me down quite a lot. And then um, if I absolutely need to, I'm going to see how comfortable I am. But I do have some money in a TFSA that I've been like kind of saving up for the past few years that I Mm -hmm. might just tap into to get rid of it completely if I'm Mm -hmm. feeling a little like antsy about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are your plans for, I guess, after university? What is your ideal job? Yeah, I don't know. So I'm in the social (laughs) sciences um, and I spent time with the career services office. And my actual job right now that kind of came from that is I'm a career coach for newcomers Mm. so all of my days are spent like resumes and cover letters and job search so I've got the tools (laughs) yeah that's super helpful I should do um I'm and that contract is part-time and I'm on the fence kind of thinking about whether or not I should go into like a like medicine like a Mm -hmm. that was my original plan and like little short story when my grandma died it was a like the result of a medical error. And I was very like, Ooh, I don't like that stem. I don't know if I want to be. Um, so this summer I'm planning on like starting my MCAT. So I'm thinking I'll still be Mm part-time, which will limit my loan repayment a little bit. But then again, it'll keep me under that federal threshold that I actually have to pay it back and that it's collecting interest. Mm -hmm. So if that stays the same, I'm still going to try to wipe it out this year. And yeah. if I'm working full time, then it would likely be in sort of a like employment services or HR mm-hmm. position. And so I don't think it would be an issue to to completely wipe it out. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you're going to take the MCAT. So you have, you know, a possible desire to go into the medical field. That would also mean more school and possibly more loans. How do you feel about that? I know, I know. And it's funny, because uh, again, like going back to Mr. Money Mustache, mm-hmm. I'm only 21. If I just kept saving at the same rate I'm saving now and worked full time, I'd probably be okay to mm-hmm. kind of like semi-retire in my 30s which is crazy mm-hmm. and like very appealing um but it's also like when I really love my job right now and I find it very meaningful and like it really gives me a sense of purpose and I don't know if I want to give that up for something I'm not as yeah no that's not a guarantee like that mm-hmm. um but I'm gonna I've got some friends that are doing that and I'm watching them and seeing how it's going and Again, like doing my research, like the province I live in, I guess they just need people so bad (laughs) that uh, if you practice in Manitoba, you get 
loan, like loan forgiveness. And they'll actually give you return of service bursaries while you're in school too. So oh, wow. um, if you agree to serve six months, you get $12,500, which covers an entire year of tuition here. Wow. And then, yeah, if you did have to take out loans through the government, they will forgive it if you work an additional amount of time. So there is the option to be loan free. Again, mm-hmm. And I could probably keep my current living situation if I was in the city and doing that. So I haven't worried too much about it in that way. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like the program here is pretty cheap and whatever. But yeah, it would mean it would mean more time out of mm-hmm. regular life. It seems like kind of a theme is definitely knowing what province to study in. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, I mean, you are from Manitoba, so it kind of was an easy decision. But I think a lot of people, when looking, you know, what university they should go, everyone wants to go to the best school, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Um, I'll tell you from my experience, no one really cares what, you know, in Canada anyway, no one really cares what university you went to. Um, As long as you did well and you have some kind of work experience, at the end of the day, they just want someone who can do the job well and has some good references um, and has a degree. But I've never been like, oh, you went to that university. Great. That's a great school. And I did go to a good school. No one cares. So I think it's very important if you're anyone listing is uh, in the process of thinking of going to university and picking a school, definitely look into the benefits of each province because Manitoba sounds like there's some major benefits. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think like we've got We've had a new provincial government now for about a year, and they are talking about some some changes, so I think mm. things will change. But I know my sister is choosing to go to universities right now, and she's, like, leaning towards Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this kind of stuff, because, like, you know, it's just... Like for her, and because we're from a bilingual family, I was like, you should just move to Quebec, establish residency, and then yeah. go there because it's even cheaper than here. Like, is it? Oh wow! And plus, I mean, beautiful province. <laughs> exactly, beautiful province. Lots of like history. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I'd you know do anything different. I mean, I loved being in BC, and it was nice, you know, still living with my parents and being with family. But I think, you know, the future when I look to like having kids down the road and going through this situation, helping them find a school, I would definitely, I think, um, a I want them to have the you know financial freedom to be able to choose whatever school they want, not necessarily the province they're from, but also look at yeah, what's what is the best school, what is the best province to go to school and for the education, but also for the benefits. Cause I mean, yeah, some of those are, you know, they can really change your life. I'd say, you know, there's a big difference between graduating university, you know, almost debt free or you're, you know, you're pretty close to it or with like $50,000 in debt, like that can really, I mean, change your options, quite honestly, it'll make you maybe decide to choose a job that you wouldn't normally, but you need the money right away. So it's, you know, you're setting yourself up for success with uh, as little as you can uh, in the debt situation. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I do know a few people that have like 30, like whatever, a little bit more if they're in medical Mm -hmm. school, but yeah, it does. It totally does limit you and it just changes, you know, you don't have the freedom to like, yeah, sure. Small things like vacations or days off or whatever, but Mm -hmm. bigger picture, you just don't have as many options, right? Because you pack up and like go to Japan for a year just because you want to and teach English. Like that's not going (laughs) to 
Kind no. Of- and it just, you know, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, especially younger people in their early 20s or even in high school realize that, you know, when you do graduate with that much debt, it t- it does take a long time to pay off. And it kind of in that, because it takes so long to pay off, it kind of delays some of the things that maybe you'd be able to achieve sooner. Um, like, you know, some of your savings goals, really aggressively investing while you're young to really you know, take advantage of compound interest. And I mean, I still have friends. I I just turned 30. I have friends my age that are still paying off their student loans from their undergrad that happened like seven years ago or eight years ago. So it's definitely, you know, something to take into consideration if you can avoid student loans, you know, try your best or just try not to take out as many as possible. And I think, yeah, lots of people just don't understand kind of the consequences of taking out big loans and using up all that money. I mean, you know, you were given more money than you needed. And I'm pretty sure most people in that situation would just use that as an opportunity. Oh, great. I can, you know, fund, you know, my trip with my girlfriends or I'll, you know, rent a nicer place, get some nicer furniture or whatever. But you were kind of savvy enough to realize that, or (laughs) if I do that, that means I have to pay that back and that will kind of stall me in the future. Totally. Yeah. Well, and like with the extra amount of money I got, it pushed me into, I think, $10,038 on my federal loan. And I just hated that it had gone up to five digits. I was like, there's (laughs) no way in hell. So no way. No way. So kind of wrapping up, what are, you know, from your experience as a student, what are some, I would love to know, because it seems like you're very financially savvy and you kind of live fairly uh, frugally and you're a very conscious consumer. What are some tips that you would like other um, students to know to kind of lead by your example and, you know, not graduate with a boatload of debt? biggest one just like know your systems like do the legwork to figure out what your school offers or what your province offers or if there's um because chances are there's stuff there but again Mm -hmm. it's not always easy to find and it's not always um super accessible at your first look but Mm -hmm. if it's there you should use it because it's there for you exactly Uh, yeah what would be another one i don't know just like take go to Mr. Money Mustache and like mm-hmm. absorb some of those things about like, like, like cars. Like, do you need, yeah. do you really need one? Can you, can you not? Does it matter if people think you're weird? Cause you like bus everywhere. Cause I bus everywhere. <laughs> people do sometimes mm-hmm. think I'm weird, but it's, but it's like, well, you're uh, getting close to debt free. And I guess um, another big one is, you know, actually working during school. When I was in university, I had a lot of friends who said that, no, I really need to pay attention to my studies. So I don't want to be distracted by working, which made no sense to me because I understand that mentality. But in the game of life, once you're out of school, guess what? Like, you're not going to just be able to focus on one thing. Like, oh, totally. you know, <laughs> like that's that's a, a nice dream world to just be able to go to school and focus on that. But A, it'll it'll be tougher for you to find a job after school because you'll have absolutely no work experience. And I mean, my personal experience, the years of customer service, you know, uh, work that I had, that's what helped me get my first job out of school. So, and it also, yeah, you, you can make money. <laughs> yeah. So don't be afraid to get a job or two while you're uh, still in school. Yeah, no, that is such a huge one. I have some friends that to choose not to work or work in like 
things that, yeah, it sucks because you're mm-hmm. coming out of it with nothing and you're competing mm-hmm. with people who do. So exactly. Lots of people with the same degree and maybe the same grades, but guess what? They also have work experience. Who do you think is going to get the job? So yeah. Yeah. And it just, honestly, I find even with school, it gives you such a better perspective on like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. And like in real life, this is maybe how it would be mm-hmm. different. Because it, it can get kind of stressful to be wrapped up in only one thing and be like, oh, yeah, gosh, like it's nice to actually have like I lo- honestly like when I was in university, I loved going to work because it was a, you know something completely different. You had a different set of friends, different tasks to do, and sometimes it was menial work, but you were kind of happy just to have something that you didn't have to think critically about. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And again, you're like meeting people and you're making mm-hmm. connections, and it's. I think it's good just from like a balance standpoint, as long as you're able to balance it. Absolutely. And I'm all about balance. (laughs) So totally on the same page with you. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for joining me and sharing kind of your uh, story. But also just I I think it's so important to share like how people are doing things. Because there's so many people that when I was your age, I'd be like, how how, how is this person, you know, uh, how do they afford that? Or how did they get that opportunity? And it's because I never asked those questions I never do. So I'm glad I can now find out how people (laughs) do the things they do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. And that was episode 90 with Allison from Manitoba, Canada, sharing her story about how she was able to do a four-year degree, university degree, uh, without much debt and basically setting herself up for success because she's not burdened with thousands of dollars of loans, uh, you know, awaiting her for the next decade. She, I highly recommend this strategy. It's what I did. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be if I graduated university uh, when I did, which is right after the recession, and also have a boatload of debt, uh, you know, waiting for me to pay off. I don't think I would have been able to move out of my parents as soon as I did. I wouldn't have been able to kind of do a couple of different side gigs. I probably, you know, just in general wouldn't have had as many choices and opportunities. So hopefully you can learn a little bit from Allison's uh, journey and experience. So um, if you want to check out the show notes, I am going to include uh, some information, some tips on everything we talked about in this episode. So make sure to go to jessicamoros.com slash 90 for all that good stuff. And again, I am always looking for new listeners to join me for another listener series episode. I've got quite a few slots that are still empty. So if you would like to share your story, and I know you would if you're listening, how fun would that be to chat with me? Uh, just shoot me an email. It's as easy as that. Jessica at jessicamorehouse.com. Shoot me an email and we'll see if you would make a good fit for one of my future episodes. And I also mentioned another episode you'd probably want to check out is the one that I uh, did with my younger sister, Sarah. She just, at the time, she had just graduated university and uh, she was visiting me in Toronto and uh, we just chatted about what her future plans were. And so, uh, and she was also able to do it uh, without ever getting a student loan. Uh, she worked the entire time. She lived at her parents' place to save money and was just uh, pretty frugal and smart with her money. So make sure to check that episode out. It is episode 53, so you can find it quickly on iTunes or just go to jessicawarehouse.com slash 53 and you can listen to it right away. We even actually did, uh, it was a podcast episode, but it was also, we did a Facebook live stream. So if you want to watch the video too and see what we both look like, check it out. Um, and uh, without... Uh, really keeping you here any longer. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here next Thursday for another episode of the Momay podcast. 
This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.